When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Free agent for 2020. Both of these guys are on the market still. Both of them play defensive end. If you had a choice and you could pursue and sign Everson Griffin, who, who of course has been a lifetime Viking until now when he opted out of his contract after the season, or um, noted pass rusher Jadavian Clowney, which one would you pursue if you were Rick Spielman as we get set for the start of training camp in a couple weeks? Realistically, from a financial standpoint and from a very seamless scheme standpoint, almost, you know, no transition at all. It's Everson Griffin, without a question. Um, if you wanted, I guess, would you call it an upgrade potentially at that position? It would be a Jadavian Clowney. But um, there's definitely, I mean, if you could get one or the other, like when you talk about pass rushers reaching their prime, Everson's right in the middle of it at 32 years old. Jadavian Clowney's 27. We don't know how, like, I mean, there are a lot of people that I've spoken with, like, will kind of give the whole, he's just scratching the surface of his potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously incredibly intriguing, but it's a guy who has not played a full season since 2018. Um, and the stuff that, you know, he's dealt with some injuries over the last few years. And obviously he's got a hefty price tag associated with him. So when I'm trying to think about how can I actually construct my team and not be shelling out, you know, I'm sure the price has dropped, but if it's if it's going to be sixteen or seventeen million dollars a year, you can't afford that. Right, with Everson. Right, uh, Clowney intrigues me because of this. He's not getting paid for 2020. Like he's just not. I don't think it's going. I teams can't That's afford another prove it deal. Right, exactly right. And mm-hmm. and so if I if I was Spielman and I called Clowney's reps, I would say this: Zim's a defensive guy. Okay. Like, this league's filled with, what, offensive guys. A lot of offensive mm-hmm. guys. Zim is a defensive guy. His defenses are sound. They're good. They're based in fundamental principles that ordinarily work. Why don't you sign a one-year deal here, hit the market again next March? I think there's some attractiveness to to the Vikings where if you made the pitch right to Clowney and his people, there's mm-hmm. a fairly compelling case to say we're not going to get paid so let's do the best that we possibly can so perhaps in 2021 he gets paid on you know take your pick for your contract sure i mean it all makes sense but you also have to think about how many pass rushers are still out there uh on the open market i was taking a look at the list of free agents recently um and yeah i think he's obviously like one of the best ones you know still available but you know clay matthews is out there terrell suggs is still out there 
Um, obviously, Everson, Michael Bennett's still out there. Like, I think that you, you want to, like, I mean, there's a lot of teams that could still afford and, and pay for his services and want his services. So if you're talking about a prove-it deal versus can you actually get closer to what you want, mm-hmm. even if it's in a place that maybe they want a three-year deal instead of, like, you know, I don't know if he wants to do that again. I mean, the deal that he had with Seattle was essentially that, the prove-it type deal. Do you want to, you know, if you're if you're craving long-term stability – you're probably not going to get it just because we're in the term in this, in the midst of this pandemic and in teams, you know, I think in the case of Everson Griffin, like teams want to be able to work you out. They want to be able to, you know, meet with you in person. Um, same thing for JV and Clowney. It's why the process has been such a holdup at this point. And guys want to figure out like, you know, do you want to keep going one year to one year to one year? Like where's your, where's going to be your forever home or where you're going to take this next phase of your career? Like, um, if I'm Jadavian Clowney, I'm seeking that. So whatever I can get to be like the closest to that versus a one-year deal, because I already did that, is yeah. probably what I'd go after. Who does that though? Right, right now, it, it just it it seems know, it seems like like that ship had sailed for mm-hmm. as as you said with the list of players that you uh, broached, Courtney. It seems like there is a large list of guys who ordinarily by now are are long gone and probably got signed, you know, in April. Um, mm-hmm. who are in jeopardy, in jeopardy of not being signed. Like, for, forget cheap yeah. deals. There, there's, there is probably a few guys that are in jeopardy because of the environment and situation that we're in right now of simply not getting jobs. Yeah, you know? and, I, and, and some guys may have to and may want to um, sit this season out and just work out and be ready to go for 2021 because – of the uncertainty of a getting paid and also b are they going to have a season is it shortened what if you get hurt and it's you know there's a whole mess of stuff to go through so i think if you're clowny you're probably weighing that because you're 27 years old and you have the luxury of time everson griffin's 32 and yeah. um, you know we, we know that pass rushers tend to get better with age and i mean he's a guy who you know has not missed he has not been injured outside of the plantar fasciitis in 2017 this is somebody who has you know not missed games and you know in 20 in 2018 obviously he had some of the off the field stuff with mental health uh, but he still played 10 games and you know when he came back he was you know relatively you know I think, you know, was able to kind of pick back up where he left off. And I mean, last year, eight sacks, uh, 24 uh, quarterback hits. I mean, he's still a very productive player at his age. Um, And if, you know, but it's also, he doesn't have the luxury necessarily of time to like sit out another year um, because what if the Vikings end up do playing if they do play this year and like they move on essentially from Everson and it's not like he can come back here right. necessarily and finish his career in a year because if Adio Denebo might assume that role, right. um, assuming they don't sign anybody else. So, I mean, I think that Clowney's in the situation where he could be like, I'm going to chill this year. I'm going to wait till I'm 28 to come back, um, you know, work, rehab your body. He's had more injuries, I think, than like Everson has probably ever dealt I think, with. Yes. So. Yes, um, it's that's why right. he missed. He hasn't played a full season in, in you know since 2018. So times on his side, I just don't think it's really the same case for Everson Griffin. If I'm Griffin, I think I think I pick up the phone, I call Mike, I call Rick, and I to a certain degree plead, bring me back, come back. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I just think I think your your point is right. And I mean, do you really want to sign with the? Detroit Lions like do you yeah. really want to do that I I think I would take a one year team favorable deal and say you know what I tried I'm still productive he's still good um and you would get his role right yeah away. exactly I, like I think like I would beg oh, just a little bit well 
you know, like you mentioned, like if you end up and he, he knows this too, you know, when he took the deal to bet on himself, you know, the contract more than a year ago, the one that ended up voiding after this season, this season uh, or after 2019 season. And I think you learn from the Jared Allens of the world, um, how that type of stuff works that, you know, it's sometimes better to, to go with what, you know, take a little bit of a discount than try to go earn the next big payday because you could be out of the league in a year. If you mm-hmm. don't perform up to a certain standard to perform, your, you know, to back your contract, you, your career could be over. Um, he knows the system in Minnesota. He doesn't have to start over. It's literally he's he may have not been part of any offseason program, um, but he could probably pick that up pretty quickly because he knows Andre Patterson. He's been with him, you know. It's virtual, too. So, like, yeah, and it's, and it's just like, I mean, mean, any any new wrinkles they add. I mean, the guy's a smart player. He can pick up on stuff like sure. that. And I just think that, you know, it's. The devil you do know versus the devil you don't. And I think that, you know, yeah, you want to bet on yourself. You want to be able to make, you know, make, go for your next big contract. I just don't think at this point, if you weren't in that first wave of free agency, you're not you're not getting that deal. I think you're um, right. For, any, for anybody. I mean, even Jadavian Clowney is going to have to take somewhat of a pay cut. And it's not going to be that $19, $20 million figure that was thrown out there March 17th. Like, it's going to be less than that. Right. Yeah. What One year make good, mm-hmm. get paid. The And the, the scary thing among the group of guys that we're talking about, too, for them is, is this. There's, they're almost certainly not going to, quote, get paid for 2020, Courtney. And there's a very mm-hmm. good chance, and there's a very good chance that they're not going to get paid a lot in 2021. So, I mean, yeah. the timing for, for some veteran players on the market simply could not have, have been worse. And, and their career earning potential is probably going to plummet compared to, to the expectation of this. If this were, let's say 2015 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the reality of the situation. And with, you know, the language that's in the contract and force majeure and all these other things that could be affected down the line with, you know, NFL contracts. Um, if you don't already have your deal, if you don't already have the guarantees and, you know, if you don't already have, um, your situation locked up, then you could be looking at potentially an earlier exit than you were anticipating. Uh, spe- speaking of guys that might come in, do you expect them still? And I've been I've been expecting this, and it could come late. Um, mm-hmm. But do you do you expect them still to sign a veteran corner at some point? Because I just I can't yeah. believe that they're gonna go to training camp with Mike Hughes mm-hmm. as sort of the veteran of the group. It just seems. I mean, the guy played a season, a season and a half. Yes. I mean, he's been injured. Like not even. I don't even. I don't even know if he's had a full like 16 games yet. Um, he hasn't. That be he's, yeah, the, the injuries and he's hurt week five of two, two, six of 2018. Regardless, like that's tough. I, I mean, is it Logan Ryan? Is it Drake Kirkpatrick? I mean, again, you can find veterans on the cheap right now. A guy like Logan Ryan's not going to get what he was asking for, or hoping for from Tennessee. So now you could look at that situation and say, hey, come here on essentially another one year prove it type deal. Um, And, you know, same thing for a guy like Drake Kirkpatrick who played with Mike Zimmer in Cincinnati. Like obviously that didn't work out for George Iloka when he came over Uh um, and you think like, Oh, this guy's played for him. He knows the defense in and out. Well, it's gonna, you know, that obviously didn't work out that way, but when you need help at that position, like that's the one that you look at and say, Hey, clock's ticking when are they going to try to pick up somebody uh that's just sitting out there in free agency because you you especially with that nickel position yes um and mike mike hughes is a terrific nickel corner i think that he that is his future but they're going to need help on the outside first i mean you you know you probably start mike hughes 
outside probably filling in for Rhodes and you start Jeff Gladney who has you know quite a bit of work under his belt from playing that position at TCU so I mean there's there's a good situation there if you can get somebody else in that you have the depth then that you need Um, because they have a ton of corners going into camp I personally think that they end up keeping seven um, you know on the roster six or seven seems like the safe bet because it's a position that you know you're starting over and I honestly think that starting over is the best thing you could possibly do because the past defense was so atrocious last year at times. Um, and a lot of that was, you know, Xavier Rhodes and Trey Wayne. So yeah, it might be a lot of growing pains early on, but starting over is the best thing that's happened to this defense. And it's why I think they're going to be able to rebound and be something better than what they were. So week one, it's Hughes outside. Do you think Gladney outside? And then does Hughes slide inside in the nickel? And if he does, who comes and replaces him outside? In week one, can you, you think? Can you trust Holton Hill? Is that going to be your answer? Is it going to be Cam Dantzler, um, who I think has, you know, he's he's slight. Um, and Cam Dantzler, that's a lot to ask of that kid, right? I, know. I mean, that's a huge yeah. ask. Well, Holton you trust, Hill, you might have to. You might yeah, have to. You do. And I think that there, there's reason to believe that even if they don't sign um, a veteran corner, sure. that Mike Hughes could still remain as, you know, your nickel and you go, you just try to piece it together however you can, whether it's Holton Hill and Cam Dantzler, Harrison Hand is that other draft pick that's really intriguing. Um, you know, they signed Neville Clark, who is at UDFA. They guaranteed $100,000 to. I mean, does he make the team? Maybe Chris Boyd, you know, yeah. he played a big role on special teams. Like if we're talking about guys in training camp that, you know, could take a much bigger role on next year, I think that's somebody who shows a lot of promise given what happened for him in his rookie season. Um, but it's tough to say, like, you know, how how good this unit will be if they don't have somebody with a little bit more experience than Mike Hughes and not just a camp body either, like bringing somebody in that you actually assume will start at the nickel spot. Because um, I consider it a starting position. This team's in their nickel. Absolutely. They don't barely in their freaking base ever. So it's, it's a starting position, and you, and you want to shore that up. You don't want to leave that to chance. So if I'm Zim, I go into, into Rick's office, and I say mm-hmm. to him, Rick, I'm going into the last year of my contract. So are you. And and so are you. And our cor- and our corners, our corners, I can work and coach them up. God bless mm-hmm. them. But I just, I can't in my head get around the fact that Mike is going to approve of not having at least one veteran coach-like type of guy back there to say, you know what, that's wrong, or do this, or do that. It just seems, it seems like a recipe to fail. Not to, yeah. not to, to have um, a depth chart of young guys. I get that. But to have a depth chart that lacks any veteran guy who, at a position that the head coach takes so much pride in, like this yeah, is his baby, absolutely. you know? Yeah, for sure. No, I think that that's a great point. Um, it's the biggest position of need still for them. Like they'll be better, I think, eventually with the group of corners that they have. I mean, yep. Rhodes was on, you know, the last leg of his time in Minnesota since he, you know, started dealing with all those injuries in the 18 season. You could see the decline coming. Um, and, you know, with Trey Waynes, like, you know, he, he never lived up to that 11th overall pick number. And so you have a chance to start over, but don't you want to give yourself a little bit of a leg up by trying to Something. not just be in like completely full, you know, clean slate? I would tend to think that you'd want um, to bring in, and you can get cornerbacks on the cheap, a veteran guy. I mean, like, and you could even still, if you really wanted to go to a rotation, you could still do that. But to be able to have somebody back there who can play, you know, 
your outside corner spotter and, and nickel, it gives you flexibility with what you do with Mike Hughes. Um, and also, you know, some of the younger guys too, that might just not be there right away. I know that we expect like, okay, because they have to have Jeff Gladney play outside, given everybody else is gone. Yep. It might not be as smooth. I mean, that's a hard position to play in the NFL. I'm with you totally. With yes. The, exactly. jump from, the jump from college to, to the NFL, the corner position, and given who you're playing for and what's required of Aaron, being a cornerback in Mike Zimmer's defense, it's tough. Aaron Rodgers is going to look at Jeff Gladney, and I don't care <laughs> if he's washed or not, he's going to salivate like my dog does at dinner time. Like, <laughs> like. When Drew, when Drew Brees, like it was like yes. Colton Hill had to go in the first time. Like how many times he get targeted? So what happens to so so with the with the current list of players at corner that we are, are talking about too? What happens mm-hmm. to Holton Hill gets um gets um beaten or Gladney gets beaten? Okay, you know what Zim does? He melts down. Yeah. So like Jeff Gladney goes to the sideline and this guy is a raving lunatic maniac yelling and nobody is there to be like hey kid it's fine let's go through this except a position coach like this just this just seems to be setting yourself up for unnecessary problems when it would just help to have one guy stick his arm around gladney and say okay first of all that's mike that's just Mm -hmm. mike second of all here's what you did wrong because during a game i don't think mike's like here's the technique i'm looking for i think it's like you bleep and blew that you know, with with roads, we yeah, saw it constantly, Rhodes, Courtney. For sure. Um, I'm trying to help these people out. And he played for a guy in Gary Patterson. Like they had some explosive sideline exchanges. I mean, he even told us about it after the draft. And and I think that um, it's a good thing because he's already kind of had experience with you know a coach that is not afraid to go at you. Um, but having a veteran, I mean, Akib Tlaib, Morris Claiborne, those guys are still out there. Um, Logan Ryan, like yes. I mentioned. It, but just, just somebody, just, you know, it, to be able to have a coach too. Like, I mean, Mike Hughes got more praise as a rookie than any other rookie cornerback under Mike Zimmer in Minnesota. Very special player. Mm-hmm. But can you put this much on him when you have so many other gaping holes that you just don't know about in that secondary at, at the cornerback position? I think that's a lot to ask. So getting somebody who could almost be like a secondary coach, um, not like a secondary coach, but like you know, a version of Mike Zimmer yes. or, you know, the position coach on the field, I yes. think is really beneficial. Somebody yeah. who knows the scheme, which is why I think the Drake Kirkpatrick thing for so long seemed like the most logical um, approach to bringing in a veteran guy. Hughes broke his neck too, correct? What's that? Hughes bro- broke his neck. I, he, I, I he, mean, he's not, it's not like a twisted knee. A fra- yeah. No, no. He had a fractured vertebrae. Vertebrae. Okay. But I mean, that's, uh, you can't during, just say, oh, he's going to, he's going to be fine. Like that's a, yeah, that's a problem, an, a serious an, injury. That was an answer that they like gave us, you know, like, oh yeah, by the way, going into <laughs> New Orleans, no cornerbacks anymore. Everybody's hurt. <laughs> We're like, Where the hell did this happen? Um, but no, I mean, that's absolutely, I mean, he obviously, I think he's passed the, the ACL from a few years ago. It's not a concern, but he did have that injury late last season that you have to be worried about. All right. Th- thanks much. Good stuff. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing. You have been watching and or listening to Purple Daily. We'll talk to you later. Bye.